Center. Pastor Carolyn here with Sandra Newland, who's going to be accompanying me today. Uh, we're going to co-teach, co-spot, co-host. We're co-in today. <laughs> it's good to have you here. It is. It's good to have you all with us, as well as our live streaming audience. We are continuing our study and looking at how light enters darkness. And um, been having some conversation this week uh, with regarding the word discretion. And honestly could not remember whether or not I'd ever did a word study per se on the word discretion or even taught on it. Obviously hadn't taught on it, but I hadn't studied it. But um, anyway, it just led Sandra and I into some interesting adventure. <laughs> um, a, a few ouchies for me. <laughs> uh, finding out that maybe I have not used discretion at times when I certainly should have. And of course that could be true for all of us because we uh, make mistakes. Sure we do. But in the book of Proverbs, we're told discretion will preserve or guard you. Understanding will watch over you. So discretion will keep us from decay or harm. And so here I want to look, uh, I looked up discretion and I want to share the word, um, the definition with you. Discretion is the quality of behaving or speaking in such a way as to avoid causing offense. Ooh, Lord help me. Or revealing private information. The freedom to decide what should be done in a particular situation. Now, I, if you're like me, your hand raises and says, Lord, let that be me. Yes, I want to avoid offense. I don't want to be revealing private information. And I, I want to know how to uh, act in, appropriately in a particular situation. So going back to Proverbs 2.11, which is our scripture base today, discretion will preserve us. And I want us to look in a few minutes at some of the ways that discretion can preserve us. But Sandra, you've got some comments you'd like to share. Yes, and uh, I just want to thank you for inviting oh, me to be here today. Yeah, and it's such a beautiful day this time of year with mm -hmm. the flowers blooming, and it just reminds you of God, and just He renews us and mm -hmm. transforms us, just like those flowers go into the ground and come back well, out. Well, it looks like your beautiful shirt is blooming <laughs> because of all the colors of spring. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank yes, you so, much. so you wore an appropriate <laughs> shirt today. Maybe I'm like the green grass and you're the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord it has been so good to us. And um, I, I was thinking about this and, and thinking about Jesus telling us to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind mm -hmm. and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And so um, we want the highest and the best yes. for our friends and family and neighbors. But we need to be aware that words can tear down <clears throat> and words can build up. It's yes. like toothpaste. When you take that toothpaste out of the tube, you can't stick it back in there. <laughs> so we need to, to be reminded of that. 
and um, discretion helps us to rightly divide the truth. Mm -hmm. Philippians, which is, I have written in my Bible, is a book of joy. So let's be joyful this morning. <laughs> okay, so it starts out at Philippians 4, 8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think upon these things. And how we think has a bearing on how we speak. Oh, that's so true. Um, I had a dream. I have this written down in my Bible. June 29th, 2011. Let's see how many years ago that was. The Lord said to me, Do not think upon the negative things that you have been through, but come out of yourself. Go and serve others, building them up, and build up the kingdom of God. Um, so, Sounds like God to me. It sure does. And so it was a wake-up call to me that I didn't need to be thinking about all the things in the past because he had good things for me in the future. And so um, this verse starts out with whatever is true. And um, whenever I was interviewed by admissions, one of the professors at Gordon-Conwell, I will never forget the question that he asked me. He said to me, um, and I was going to have a counseling, going for a counseling degree, and he said to me, would you ever tell a lie? Think about that. He's asking me would I ever tell a lie. And if I said no, I'd be lying. <laughs> So I said yes, and I qualified that as saying if it would hurt somebody, if the truth would hurt somebody. And I, you have to really understand what comes out of your mouth when, and have discretion about what you say. Um, and I, I was reminded this morning about Jesus saying that he had he had to go to Samaria. And uh, he went there by himself in the hottest part of the day and met the Samaritan woman there. And he didn't tell her that she was a sinner and he didn't criticize her and say all these negative things like the other people in town had been saying to her. What he did was in love. I mean, he absolutely transformed her. And she was the first one that he told that he was the Son of God. He, and I, and I also was thinking about that this morning, that he just called her the woman at the well. And how he didn't name her. How he didn't name her. Mm -hmm. He covered her up. Beautiful. And you know how being under his wings, we, we read about that in the Bible and how he takes care of us and protects us. Well, it's also true for the woman caught in adultery and Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Other people were criticizing them and saying negative things about them. But he was a master at turning people around. And what he said in the truth was with love mm -hmm. and not being critical mm -hmm. about other people. Mm -hmm. 
Um, James 1.19 tells us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. The Lord gave us two ears and one mouth <laughs> to speak so we could listen twice as much as we speak. Good advice from God's creation. Amen. <laughs> right here on, our, on the sides of our heads so that we won't forget. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, beautiful, beautiful biblical concepts here for us to take in because Jesus being our standard. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is the one that we measure everything by and what he says in his word. That is so true. Um, getting back to Proverbs 2.11 again, mm -hmm. uh, because we'll, we'll, just, yeah, we'll just sort of tag team here. Um, the word, of course, says, discretion will preserve you. Um, the question is, do I need to be preserved? <laughs> yes. The other side of that question is, do others need to be preserved from me? Oh, okay. Well, we're getting a little deeper here. <laughs> this has gone to meddling a little bit. Um, do we open our mouths too soon? I mean, let's, and I'm not asking for a show of hands here, but do we open our mouths too soon? I, could, I don't mind raising mine. Yes, I can do that. Do we pass on information that was not ours to pass on? Mm. Do we give opinions even with others don't want to hear it? I mean, I, I think we can all say yes to all of this. But what we're doing, we're not condemning. What we're doing here is taking a good hard look at... Um, <laughs> The word discretion. Do we speak over people just to be heard? Have you ever had somebody to talk over top of you? You can't get in a word because they, they're talking, they, they raise the volume or just keep on talking and you can't get in a word edgewise. Do we share half-truths? Now, let me just, just stop here for a second. That's not necessarily intentional. No. I just want to tell you half of it. What it is, is we don't have all the facts. So we may be sharing a half-truth when we think that we've got the whole truth. So we have to be careful about that. Um, do we lack the ability to know what to do with what we know? That's essentially what we're trying to say here. And one way of looking at it is um, those who understand the gifts of the Spirit Oftentimes we're given a word of knowledge, but a word of wisdom would tell us not to tell what we know. We're just to know it so that perhaps we could minister more effectively. And I've been, I can remember in a counseling session when I was given a word concerning someone, and, and I mean, the Lord just dropped that truth into my spirit, and I'm having this silent dialogue with the Lord. Do I tell this person that? Well, before I even asked the question, the answer came. No, I was not to tell them that, but it guided the way the counsel went. So, see, that's the wisdom that comes in how to use the word of knowledge. Had I just spoken out the word, it possibly would have hurt the person or made them feel diminished in some way. But God was given a clue 
that was going to bring forth healing. But you had to know how to use that. And I, I don't, unless I get a word of wisdom from him, I don't know how to do that. So, um, and two more things. Uh, like if we've been given a word and we know that God has given us insight, do we just go ahead and speak it out loud? Or do we hold it and ask the Spirit of God, just as I was saying, to help us to know how to help someone? And I, that's, that's what he's after. He, he's not after hurting someone. The only ones he ever spoke harsh words to were the religious. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I just <clears throat> wanted to fess up to something that I did <laughs> that um, the Lord really um, got me on that one. <laughs> you know how when you go to church, you have your, your place where you always sit. It's my place. I always sit there. Been sitting there for a number of years. I paid for that pew. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, one day I walked into church and there was a couple sitting there, and they hadn't been coming to the church all that long, so they didn't know they were sitting in my seat. <laughs> I I just was shocked. So I had to go to them and tell them, I'm sorry, but that's my seat. <laughs> and I made them move. <laughs> and I sat down in that seat, and it was like, what have I done? It was a hot seat. I, I could <laughs> not take my words back. <laughs> and I want you to know that I, I went to them. I was so convicted. I went to them and I apologized and I apologized for several weeks after that. And I told them if they wanted to sit there, they were welcome to sit there. <laughs> but, <clears throat> you know, we learn these lessons in life. You know, we make mistakes, we learn these lessons, and I will never, ever do that again. <laughs> Especially in church, of all places. Well, the preachers have habit for one. Yes, so we, we have a habit of going and sitting where mm -hmm. we usually sit. It's almost like, yeah, I, I'm sure that you would have gladly given them the seat. Of course, in your heart, yes, you would. Of course. But your natural. Yeah. Well, I thought they just didn't know. <laughs> to know. So you had to give them that. Better. I had to let them know. <laughs> Listen, we can all relate. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. <laughs> you know, social media is uh, a platform whoo, where we're tempted to share, and oftentimes indiscriminately. You have far more nerve saying it on Facebook than saying it face to face to somebody. And uh, we can parade our words very, very easily. Uh, giving news about ourselves. I mean, sometimes I want to go, oh, Jesus, I know they didn't tell all of that. <laughs> you know, and, and need to examine myself. Am I sharing too much? Or, or, Perhaps we want to get a message across to somebody, so we'll cloak it. We'll cloak it. We won't call their name, but we hope they're reading. You know, 
Yeah, it really is a bit cowardice. <laughs> uh, or we give our opinions on world affairs as if, as if we could run it better. So uh, this is a place where we're tempted to step out of discretion. And uh, I was, <laughs> in fact, my, it, see my notes, it says, yikes. <laughs> I, I wrote this to myself, yikes, because of the pinch of this scripture, Proverbs eleven twenty two. As a ring of gold and a swine's snout, so is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. <laughs> Whoa, no matter how good you look, that airbrush picture you put on Facebook, and then the comment. <laughs> if it's without discretion, might as well put that ring in the nose. It's just, yeah, oh, and that's why I put ouch, like, oh, Lord, check me. Check me. Oh, I can't tell you how many posts I have written and then taken down before I posted them. I mean, I wrote them preparing to post, and then I got conviction. No. Or you don't have to give your opinion. You know, you really don't. Uh, the Living Bible says a beautiful woman lacking discretion and modesty, or let's say moderation, is like a fine gold ring in a pig's snout. So, just in case we didn't get it the first time. Oh my goodness. How do we moderate our opinion? <laughs> oh my. Well, I, we value it, don't we? Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> especially if we know the Bible and somebody's doing something oh, wrong. Oh my. Um, I witnessed a woman in a nail salon having her nails done and um, the man who was doing her nails was so polite to her and you know just really kind and so she I heard her ask him if he was married and he said no he, he wasn't married and he told us about well he told her but I was over here that he had come from Vietnam and that his father had helped the soldiers there and so they got to, all of the family got to come to the United States and he was just a wonderful person. Um, and then after he said that he wasn't married, she said, are you a homosexual? Because if you are, you're gonna burn in hell. Oh, no worry. I, I heard that, yes, yes. So that's a good example of not to say, uh, I mean, that was her perspective and that's the way she corrected people, I guess. She knew the Bible and she wanted to be sure that he wasn't gonna burn in hell, so. In the name of truth, mm -hmm. oftentimes we give ourselves permission, right? I mean, we all want to walk in truth. We wanna represent truth. But sometimes we take the truth that we know as license. But God uses wisdom mm -hmm. in how it is used. And he will give us the wisdom in how to do it. And I know there have been times when he's had me to say some pretty strong words to some folks. I mean, really strong words that when you, if you took that out of context, it would sound hurtful. But if the spirit in the moment. If the spirit of love is operating and that person is open and they're seeking that truth, then that is 
that can be fruitful. But if you just go up to someone that you've not earned the right mm -hmm. to speak into their lives and cast a judgment like that, that is so, that's, well, it's destructive is what it is. So can we even moderate our opinion? Uh, sometimes it, the question is, is our opinion even to be given at all? You know, silence is golden. <laughs> not, you know, sometimes we are to be bold, and so we're not discounting that. But um, oftentimes we'll operate out of emotions. This is my chance. You know, I've been waiting for this. This is my opportunity. Now I'm going for the jugular. You know, and where God may not be directing this at all, um, or it could be. Pride, I just happen to have this knowledge and I just happen to know all this stuff, so you go listen to it. And, and again, it's lacking discretion. Or what if I have a piece of information about somebody? Does that mean that I'm to pass it on? Probably not. Probably not. I think it's just whipping with the truth. Whipping. Whipping. It's, it's, it's whipping with word. the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, then again, do I have all truth? No, I don't have all, there's only one who has all truth. Mm -hmm. So I'm only seeing truth from an angle. One of the words I've learned in the scripture, um, I don't have the reference here, is, is we're to walk circumspectly, In a circle means a circle. We're to walk around and look at this particular situation from all different angles, and particularly with the one we're talking to. So have I given it that kind of thought? Have I walked around what I want to say and looked at it from different angles? Because I can think of times when, and you probably, well, we actually have talked about this, when we'd love to give a family member a piece of our mind. And we couldn't help it if we were right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we see error, we want to correct error and make it truthful. We, we want to fix things. And so we go in where angels fear to, fear to tread. And, um, but I mean, so many times the Lord has pulled me back and said, had you rather be right or in relationship? See, we like to be right. But if being right just for myself, now I'm not talking about God directing us. I'm talking about if I just need to be right, I may be affecting that family relationship. So it's better to be quiet and to hold back than to cause injury. Amen. It is. Well, I, I, I want to tell you about another lesson mm -hmm. that I learned, mm -hmm. and that is um, we are God's workmanship and we all are uniquely made by Him. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> when my children were young, um, I remember driving down the street with them in the car and going, looking at the different houses and thinking to myself, I just need to stop and knock on the door and tell them if they would just paint their house another color, it would just look so much better. Or, you know, shutters, put some shutters on there, or, you know, some landscape. And, and I, you know, I just, I was just, fixing everybody on my street and I think I lost my mind because I had two small children. <laughs> but I want to tell you the Lord spoke to me and he said, 
Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I made every one of these people in your neighborhood. They are uniquely made. Everybody has their own taste. They, you know, he gives people freedom to do whatever they want to do. And, and it just, I learned a valuable lesson from that, to value people and respect them, even though I may not like the color of their house. It was their choice, and I, it's my choice for my house, and I need to stay there. Or they may have bought the house that was already that color. That's and true. didn't have the money to change it. Mm -hmm. And we don't know the whole story. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that takes me to my next example. <laughs> oh, this is confession day. <laughs> okay. Don't be quick to jump to conclusions, but try to understand the other person and where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And, I, I, you know, remember the devil's a liar, and he's trying to... You know, mess everything up. Sure well, um, I went back to college to get my degree when my son went to first grade. And so I was in a British literature class, mm -hmm. and I'd never read any British literature before, and I fell in love with it. Just, mm -hmm. I just couldn't get enough of it, and I loved the teacher. So one day she invited me, well, she didn't invite, she told me she wanted me to come to her office. So. Um, we'd never had, you know, any conversation. It was just the classroom. And so I went into her office, and she said, uh, I, I want to know why you're always questioning me. You make me feel like my slip is showing all the time by these questions. And I had no idea that I was making her feel that way. And I certainly didn't want to, so I confessed to her that it was my favorite class. She was my favorite teacher, and I just couldn't get enough of it. And it just transformed everything because she had the understanding of where I was coming from. And Well, thank the Lord she sought that out. Yes. And, and then we became friends after that. That's what communication does, mm -hmm. where somebody, you know, we might be offended by something someone says to us. Mm -hmm. And we go to them and say, you know, what, what did you mean? Uh, you know, let's talk about this. Because I'm kind of, you know, I'm feeling a little pinch from what you said. But help me to understand where you were coming from. Or maybe, maybe the other person needs to know that they were not using discretion. But... We all learn. Mm -hmm. That's that's what you're saying. Yes. We learn from one another. That's, that, that's absolutely beautiful. You know, um, gossip. <laughs> well, let me just say this. Um, knowledge is like uh, a commodity. And in the business world, passing on knowledge is a commodity. I mean, you, know, you tell me what you know, and you tell me what you know, and we take that and we benefit and we make money off of it, that kind of thing. But gossip is like a morsel that is um, injurious, gossip. And uh, but one of the things that we need to check with ourselves is first of all, am I gossiping? But also, uh, pay attention to whether or not you are a gossip pool, in other words. Are you the switchboard that everyone likes to call with the latest gossip information? And you know what? That can happen in a family.
just because where blood does not give the right to cause. You know, sometimes we think, well, we're family, so we can do that. And that's not right. That's absolutely not right. Uh, I remember there was a situation from a, an extended family member and, and uh, somebody, well, I, some of the family members would complain of the way this personality was and how they acted and, oh, well, there they go again and this is what we expect from them, which was a bit of root expectation, but nevertheless, we, because we were family and we're all teamed up and agreeing that we thought that we had the license to do that. Until Holy Spirit spoke to me one day, he said, if you take that same energy where you're talking about how that person acts and how they repeatedly have that same behavior, if you took that same energy and turned that into intercession, what a difference it would make. And so I spoke to this gathering of family members and I said, from this point on, we're not talking about this anymore. We're going to turn the tide on this. Because as spirit beings, we have power to bind someone right into their behavior. We don't realize how much we do. And we can complain and complain and complain where we may very well have bound that person by judgment into that same behavior. So... Uh, Pay attention. Are you the one that everybody calls and wants to tell the latest gossip to? That's a t that's telltale. That tells on us that we are open game to hearing whatever the juicy tidbits are. or And maybe, well, obviously we're contributing because that's why they keep calling us. So um, thank you for those personal Testimonies. That is. <laughs> uh, well, I have, so good. I have another one. Oh dear, another <laughs> confession. <laughs> Truthfully, we all have them. <laughs> um, I just wanted to bring up um, that we've talked to many people who have left churches because hurtful words <laughs> have been spoken right. to them, and uh, you know when someone loses. Um, a loved one, um, I, I know of an instance where it was told to that person um, that all the things that they did wrong before that person died. And um, she, she was grieving, and that was not the time to be telling her what she had done wrong. Mm -hmm. And we, we need to be very sensitive to people who are going through hard times mm -hmm. to listen to them and not to be telling them mm -hmm. what they did wrong. And that just adds to the grieving process. And sometimes that they don't ever get over that. You know, mm -hmm. we have people who come to the healing room yeah. and they've left churches because someone did said something to them that hurt them. So they don't go to church anymore. Have you ever heard the term sheriff of the kingdom? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have not been deputized as sheriffs of the kingdom. But sometimes we're self-appointed. And let me say this, in the name of truth speaking, 
Do you see what I'm saying? My perception is I'm seeing the truth about this. So I want to fix it. Well, if Holy Spirit has not, if he's not behind it, and having you say what you are to say, then it will be destructive instead of constructive. But I like to tell the truth. I give myself license to tell the truth. Well, beware, because that's lacking discretion. You know, we don't really know what to say, nor do without the Father. If Jesus had to go to the Father for what he was to say, how much more do we need to go to the Holy Spirit to say, what am I to say? Or am I to say? I had an occasion not long after I was born again. I was 13 and living in Raleigh at the time and involved in a church and um, had been to a summer camp, got saved, came back home and was with my pastor's daughter at a Christian bookstore. And um, this young friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, came in and asked me to step outside. So I'm thinking, well, I wonder what's up. Well, it turns out that some boyfriend that she had had from, had broken up with six months before, had shown interest in you know, double dating, you know how it is where the parents take everybody to the movies. He had asked me if I'd go to a movie with a group and she found out about it and she was just laying me out. And the Lord just hit a mute button in me. I mean, that's a good thing that I had one because <laughs> otherwise it could have been really a scene. I just stood there. I, I think some of it was in disbelief. <laughs> like, you don't own him. He doesn't own you. You you know, this is history, long history ago. And and, and it's just a movie. You know what I'm saying. All these things are going on in your mind. But Holy Spirit had me just to be quiet and not say anything. And... She ran it on and ran it on, and she just got all that out of her system, and I'm just standing there listening. And here's what she said. And what makes me so mad is that you don't fight back. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me as clear as I've ever heard him. You won. How did I win? So, now, I, don't, I can't take credit because I am... I'm green behind the ears. I'm a brand new believer. I don't know all this stuff, you know, but somehow God just in that moment was able to tame me so that I would not respond. And um, I, don't, I don't remember anything ever coming of that again. It was like God took care of it in my silence. So I don't always have to get in there and fix everything. Well, that brings me to my last thing that I wanted to say. <laughs> we have another confession? And, or no, just a comment? No, this is All a right. comment. You've done real well today. <laughs> we thank you for your transparency. <laughs> I had to learn things the hard way. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Some things are God's job. 
to show and change other people. Ooh. Ask the Holy Spirit for direction as to whether you should speak or not. Mm. Because silence, just as you said, is golden. And um, mm. let God take care of them. We don't have to tell them what they're doing wrong because I think a lot of times... Um, the yes. Lord will tell them like they told like he told me about that seat that I asked them the people to, to move that it was my seat <laughs> and I want to end uh, with Philippians I began with Philippians yes. and mm -hmm. um, I just love that I have it written in my Bible that it's the book of joy yes. so this is Philippians 1 9 and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ remembering that we are the arms and feet of Jesus and we want to magnify him in our lives. Oh, not tell people when they're wrong. Let Jesus handle it. Well, you know, most opinion, opinions are valued more when they are solicited. When they're solicited. Like, um, sometimes we're quick to give our opinion when someone is really not on the receiving end yet. They're not seeking it out. You know, we're just so quick to give it. And it's it kind of reminds me of force feeding, like you force feed a child, like if you're trying to give an, an infant a steak or something like that, you know, and not to say that, not to say that always our comments are that value, valuable, but um, I find that, you know, like in parenting, for instance, just as an example, um, I always sort of say like the first 10 years of training a child is like, training, bringing them under control. And then the next 10 years is loosing that control. And when I say control, I mean that in a favorable instance. Um, so you begin to, you're training them up how to come under authority. And then as they get older into the teen years and young adults, you begin to loose that control and they have to walk on what they've been taught. Well, once they get um, an adult age, we tend to think we can still talk to them like they're under our control, you know, like they're youngsters. And so uh, we want to tell them what to do and make decisions, bail them out. You know, we don't want any harm, so we're going to make sure we get ahead of them and stunt their growth. But when they come and ask our opinion, that's much more valued because then they're ready, they're, their mouths are open, so to speak, to, to take in what we are feeding them. And that's true even in, in church, even uh, in leadership positions and counseling positions. There are all kinds of things that you'd like to fix. There are a whole lot of things you'd like to tell folks if you just do this or if you'd stop doing this. But if they're not ready to hear, they're not seeking your opinion, tell me what's wrong, I've had some strong words to say to people, and I've had to wait until the time was right where they wanted to hear, and they're seeking it. And, and again, that's back to discretion again. You have to know 
know when to hold them and when to fold them. Who, who, who said that? Somebody said that along the way. But you said it earlier, uh, my sixth point, but you, you said it right up front. And it was well said that we have two ears and one mouth. So that's God's, that's God's advice to us. I'm going to make you so that you'll hear twice as much and speak half as much. And uh, there's reasons for that. Because you know, have you ever entered a conversation? I know you have. And at the very beginning, you're thinking, oh, I see where this is going. I see where this is going. Oh, I can't wait for them to stop talking so I can fix it. But God keeps you quiet. And the more they talk, the more understanding you gain. Oh, what I thought right up front I needed to fix or correct. After they unfolded more information, compassion comes. And you say, you know... I'm so glad I didn't say what I first thought. Oh, how many times has that happened to me? How many times? <laughs> so discretion is our word today. And I obviously needed to revisit it. And we've learned, haven't we? I mean, if, if no one else has learned anything today, we have. <laughs> uh, because... This is something that is just not taught much. I, I mean, we even had to study the word. I mean, we, we kind of had the idea of what it meant. But when you really, really unpack it, oh, yes, Lord, you have something you want, you're trying to say to us today. So I just pray for the, our listening audience and those that are here today, myself and Sandra included, that, Father God, that you will work this work in us that you will give us that understanding that we need to hear your voice first, that we may speak for you, not ahead of you or behind you, but speak for you. And Father, we don't know what that is until we first listen and hear what you say and to view that person in, with the love that you have for them. Help me to see them as you see them. Oh, Father God, we have so much to learn, but we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for your Spirit that is continuing to teach us your ways. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.